Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. Today, I have Amy Hager here to talk about how to self-publish a book on Amazon. Honestly, this is something I know very little about, but I think it's something that all of you would like to learn more about. Um, Having a book has been on my radar, so I'm really excited to learn from Amy herself. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about her. So Amy Hager is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes education and care specialist and well coaches certified health and wellness coach. She has been a dietitian for 18 years and has worked in outpatient diabetes management, corporate wellness, and employee health. In the past seven years, she's pivoted to private practice, which allows her to have the type of freedom and independence she prefers. Her experience starting a private practice prompted her to write a book called Nutritionist in Private Practice, which she self-published on Amazon seven years ago. Since then, she's earned passive income from the book sales, gained new clients who've read her book, and recently put out a third edition of her book. In her spare time, Amy enjoys keeping bees, which is really cool, making jewelry, and running a YouTube channel on her and her husband's home build in the mountains of Colorado. So thanks so much for being here, Amy. I'm really excited to chat with you. Thanks. I'm excited to be here as well. Yeah, let's dig right in. I would love to know more about you and your business. Like what actually brought you to doing um, nutrition and dietetics and what's kind of your story with the background there? Oh, gosh. Well, I think I got lucky right out of school. I I was interested in science. And when I first got to college, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Biochemistry sounds like a great mix. But then I realized I liked working with people more and I was really attracted towards food. So instead of making genetically engineered tomatoes, I changed my, my major to nutrition my second year. And I graduated in dietetics from the University of Vermont. And I got right into the field. Uh, I think I only took about a year off after graduating. I worked at a health food co-op in Vermont, and then I applied for my internship and moved down south to North Carolina. Uh, Meredith College is where I did my internship, but I just always have had an interest in food, cooking. I don't have a huge health transformation story, but I've just always been someone that's motivated about goals and helping other people reach their goals. So it seemed like a really good fit for me because I also love to eat. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. You're putting everything together, all of your passions into one (laughs) kind of dream job. Yeah. And it sounds like your practice really kind of evolved over the years, like working in the store and then working into private practice, writing your book. So let's just shift into talking about um, like, how did you, how did the idea for even self-publishing a book come up and was Amazon on your radar? Did you want to like find a publisher? Let's talk a bit about that. Yeah. So I, it was about, I would say I'm maybe 10 years into my career when I was, you know, I had done all these positions that felt like the ultimate. I was like, oh, I can't wait to be an outpatient dietitian, or I can't wait to be a corporate dietitian. And then, you know, as I was in those positions, I was like, what's next? And so to me, the next iteration was private practice. So when I set my sights on that, I thought, huh, 
where do I look to how to do this? Or what's it even like? Mm. And this was aging myself here, but a little pre-social media. And I was like, gosh, I don't even really know where where to look for help on this subject. It wasn't really available in my internship or in you know um, post-grad work. And so I was looking for books and there was a couple out there, um, the entrepreneur nutritionist, but it wasn't really getting at what I wanted to know. I just, I wanted to know what the experience like was like for folks and what it was, you know, all those decision points. So I thought, you know, as I was going through that myself, I'm like, I need to put this into a resource for other people. Cause I know I'm not the only person that's experiencing this. Like, what do I do? How do I know when to leave my job? How do I know if I want to take insurance or not? What's it like um, trying to find clients or marketing yourself? And I just, I just wanted to see what it was like for somebody. So the, so I just decided to start writing. I, I really didn't have a plan. I just thought I need to start writing down all the steps and just make a make a record of my experience because I know this has got to be valuable for somebody. And then I, I just started, you know, writing in a word doc and I, it might've been Google docs, just started writing away and organizing my thoughts. But there was a feeling in me that came up, honestly, that it was very compelling to write. Like I felt, no, here's a little bit of history about me. I have to interject. When I was a child, mm-hmm. I loved writing short stories. So this might be familiar feeling to some of your listeners. Like, oh, I always like writing or maybe blog writing, but it wasn't a strange for me to the idea of writing a book. I thought, I always thought I was going to be some type of writer, but I didn't think I was going to be writing a nutrition book. <laughs> so it was yeah. a memoir style, right? And I just started writing my experience. And then at, I think at the time I was taking a course on online marketing. And in that course, I was hearing, you know, some rumblings, mumblings of folks self-publishing. So I I think I just started Googling it, you know, like self-publishing, what's that mean? And what would that entail? And, you know, I was seeing stories of other people writing books and self-publishing on Amazon. And I think at the time it was popular for people to write really short books and maybe charge $1.99 on Kindle or something like that. And people were mm-hmm. making a living that way. But I knew I was going to be writing something a little bit more than that. And I wanted to have, you know, like a hard copy. So, um, yeah, I just, I did a little bit of Google research just to see some of the guidelines. And I decided I'm like, yeah, and was it like a viable option? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I was just curious if it was like ever on your radar to do, um, to, to find a publisher or were you always like wanting to go more of that self-published route? It actually, it really intimidated me to think about doing a publisher. And what the intimidating part was, I knew it would have to be absolutely perfect, like the writing and the thing, the other piece of it and I know you can get editors to help you, but I, I, I was really trying to save on cost. And I also had a, a sense of urgency about getting my message out. And I know when you work with publishers, a lot of times your publishing date is, you know, a year or two or more from when you start writing. It could be years away. And I thought, that's too late. I don't want to wait that long. I want to publish tomorrow or, you know, whenever I really wanted to. And self-publishing lets you do that. You could literally publish anything you want today, tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. So you had more of that creative control timeline and um, like personal autonomy over getting that done. So that's really interesting. That's definitely something to think about. I think for everyone listening, or I'm even thinking for myself, like if I wanted to go the book route, you know, is this something that I want 
to be like in collaboration with, you know, a publisher that it's on their timeline? Or is this something you kind of want to take the steps into your own hands? Mm -hmm. But that actually leads me into the question of like, how much work is it to self-publish on Amazon? I know you said you could do this tomorrow if you wanted, but Mm -hmm. is it really that quick or are there a lot of steps and, and what are those steps that have to happen? That's a great question because as as realistic and honest as it is to say you could publish tomorrow, you do have certain requirements. I mean, as far as uploading your file and having an image for the book cover. So there's certain things that have to be um, just so in order to publish. But as far as being uh, having your book approved, I think they it really only takes... I think it takes less than, well, it might take 24 to 48 hours to get your initial submission approved. I'm, I'm thinking back to my third edition, which I was able to instantly upload because I already had a cover and I already had a previous, um, version of it. Um, but so you would need to make sure that your file, so let's, well, we'll say like, pretend all the writing is done. Cause that is the most time consuming part is the writing of course. And you want to mm-hmm. have someone look through it and, um, and, uh, make, you know, look for, look for mistakes, but let's say the writing's all done. The things that you need to do are to have your book, your, um, your document in the correct format. And there's a few suggested formats that are available on, uh, Amazon themselves. So you can go to kdp.amazon.com. So K as in Kevin, D as in Donald, P as in Pauline, um, KDP. That's the publishing source for Amazon for self-publishing. It's called, it stands for Kindle Direct Publishing. And you can publish, and it doesn't have to be just the digital. It can also be um, uh, hard copy as well. So they uh, oh, they let you do both, which is awesome, right? Because it's really fun to have a physical copy of your book because there's a lot more things you can do with that. Um, but you can go there and it'll tell you what the guidelines are for what file you want. So it has in the formatting that you need. Now, I wasn't comfortable doing the formatting, so I hired that piece out. And I used a resource called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And you can find mm-hmm. folks that do this at such a nominal fee, like I'm talking like $50 or something, for someone to look through your entire document, your book, and format everything, like all the chapters, all the margins, and, and so ha- to have it um, be just the right format for your upload. And then you need a, a cover image for your book. And that's another thing I outsourced. I would, didn't feel confident. I knew that was going to be the big selling point of my book. When everyone's on Amazon and you're browsing for resources, you're going to judge by look. So I didn't feel confident in my design abilities for the book cover. So I hired that out as well. And I was really pleased with the results I got. And I used Fiverr for that one as well. And then once you have those two wow. files, that's it. That's all you really need to um, to upload into to Amazon to be able to have it ready, have it done. Wow, that sounds um, so approachable. I thought it was a huge process. I'm actually like <laughs> curious people aren't, you know, uploading new books all of the time <laughs> on something they're interested in. Maybe people are, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely haven't done that before. But mm-hmm. um, so are you literally talking about like sitting down, writing on like a Word document or like mm-hmm. a Google Doc, like your entire book outline, like all of the book, like all of the content, and then going to Fiverr, hiring someone to format it, meaning, mm-hmm. like you said, into chapters, and then either creating, could you even create like the cover on something like Canva, if you felt yeah. comfortable doing that yourself? 
You could. Yep. Yeah, and then you just need to. Mm-hmm. It has to be a certain size or the the format of the fu- the cover file. So um, you may be able to do that. I I got stumped on it, but after an hour of being frustrated, I said this isn't worth my time, and so I hired somebody to fix my. It was like a half an inch. It was off for whatever. It, and on Fiverr, you can five find re- gigs for ten dollars. So I think someone fixed it for wow. me for like ten bucks, <laughs> and that was definitely worth my time <laughs> to hire that piece. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then you just upload it all from the kdp.amazon website. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. There's one more piece where you would create a author page for yourself. So you would just write a biography, maybe upload a photo. And I think that that piece is also required, but that's easy to do, fun to do. Yeah. And I know for some people who are like, I don't know how to write about myself in a bio. I believe you can, like Fiverr is a great resource. I love Fiverr. Mm -hmm. And I think you can even find someone on Fiverr to write a bio for you as well. Oh yeah. Okay. That sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fiverr for everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what would you say then were the approximate, I'm curious about the costs and the time. So what would you say are the costs involved making the book and how long did it take you the first version? Oh boy. So this is testing me. I would say it probably took me six months to get, get it all where I wanted it, which is in the scheme of things, pretty short for folks that are publishing a book. A lot of times that can go on a process of a couple of years to get a book exactly where you want it, depending on um, publishers' demands and that type of thing. But self-publishing, you can really have anything that you want in your book. There's not a lot of publisher guidelines per se. So the content's completely up to you. And it wasn't a very long book. I think it's a five by eight size paperback and it's 180 pages currently. And that's my third edition, which is longer, probably 40 pages longer than the original edition. So not, okay. a, not a very so thick. Pretty long. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, not, not thick, but I'm definitely wondering though, like, could somebody just create a book, let's say like, you know, the fact that you're um, certified in diabetes, like if you just wanted to do a short resource on diabetes, could you make like a 30 page book or are there requirements for how long it has to be on Amazon? There, so as far as requirements, the only requirement is for if you're having a actual physical book, like a paperback book, then it does have to be a certain length in order to have, be able to print your information on the spine of the book. Cause if you think about it, like you, if it's not very thick, you're not going to be able to print the title of your book. Um, and that's the only requirement mm-hmm. that I'm aware of as far as length. So you do have a page minimum, which I don't recall off the top of my head. There is a page minimum for um, being able to have a spine on the book itself that has, that has, work, that has lettering. Otherwise, I've published other guides that I've put on Amazon just in digital format uh, for uh, inflammation guides, protocols, and even a fun book on beekeeping and the crafts that I make with um, honey and beeswax. And that, that's, those are digital books as well. And they're shorter. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, I feel like it's one of those things, like once you make one, you're like, that wasn't that hard. <laughs> and then you just can make more and more resources as you go. Yeah. Um, and especially for those that maybe have like a, an interest in a topic, but maybe they don't want to necessarily have to do the printing for a physical book, mm-hmm. having that online resource um, and directing people to Amazon would be a great idea. So mm-hmm. I'm actually curious, um, would would people be finding this themselves on Amazon? Like, is that where the majority of your book sales are coming from? People like, 
you know, Googling or I guess Amazon searching like how to be a nutritionist or nutritionist in private practice? Or are you the one that's doing all the legwork to get people to Amazon to find it and purchase? This is a really good point because in the beginning, it's going to be up to you. And this is where the there's a, you might see it as a drawback of self-publishing is that you don't have the weight of the publishing company behind you to distribute your, you distribute your book. So it's up to you 100% to do all of the marketing and to get the word out about your book. Uh, if you wanted to put it in a local bookstore, you could actually buy physical copies of your book and send them to the bookstore. So in the beginning, it's definitely more of it's on you. But the cool thing about Amazon as a platform is that with everything online and everything um, in the internet age, you the longer you've been around, the more longevity you have. And so I definitely encouraged people at the beginning that when I was distributing my book, if they could write a review, because that adds validity to Amazon and people look at reviews. I know you do just to look and see, is this even mm-hmm. good? Should I get this? So reviews is a huge part of Amazon. And there's definitely strategies that you can leverage as far as sales to get more eyeballs on your book. Sometimes there's even strategies where you can give away free copies of your book for a, for a brief mm-hmm. window, like five day, you can do a five day um, reduced fee, like a dollar book, or you can do even a freebie. And I think those are available to you every year. Like at first, um, it's just a limited time only. So it, creates a sense of urgency. People get excited. They want to check out your book for a dollar or for free. And I, I like to encourage people to leave those reviews afterwards because um, just as a as a courtesy, you know, because since we're getting a deal. But at the beginning, a lot of weight comes from you promoting it. And then as the years go by, I believe my book's been out for seven years. All of the traffic now, I think, is pretty organic, like folks searching up private practice or um, you know, you'll see recommendations mm-hmm. like in Amazon that say, uh, folks that were interested in this also look at this, or they also purchased this. And so sometimes I'll see my book recommended next to somebody else's book about business, nutrition, entrepreneurship, that type of thing. So now I, I really haven't done much marketing at all in the last few years. And I still get consistent sales, very consistent month to month on, on the book without me having to really, wow. yeah. <laughs> Ready to start your nutrition business but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. So, I mean, if you're not comfortable talking about this, um, we can pass on the question, but I'm just curious, like, is creating the book on Amazon something that could bring you enough income to like not have to do anything else in your business? Or are we talking about more supplemental income? Yeah, I think this is more of supplemental income, but it certainly depends on how you, how aggressive you wanted to be about promoting your book. I think when mine came out, it was 
I did maybe a podcast and a radio interview, and this is just in the first year. And I didn't do much else beyond that other than maybe suggest it as a resource to folks that were in some Facebook groups, professional groups. But it really kind of took on a life of its own as far as being able to make sales. But for me, it's more definitely of a supplemental income. It's nothing I would retire on, but it's nice to have that in the background. To okay. see, you know, looking at my accounting facts and seeing, you know, year after year that sales are steady or they sometimes they increase. They don't ever seem to decrease, put it that way. Yeah. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about like the idea of passive income and sometimes, you know, we'll create an online program and people are like, I want this passive income where it's created and people just purchase it. But, you know, even me myself having an online program, knowing that's not necessarily the case, you have to be marketing it. It's not completely passive. But mm-hmm. to me, like this actually sounds like almost a hundred percent passive income. Would you yeah. agree? Right now it is. Right now it is. I don't promote my book at all. But there's another bonus to it besides the passive income is that you can leverage it as a tool to attract other business, you know, depending on what you're putting in your book. So I, you know, advertise that I also do mentoring for dietitians considering private practice in my book. And that can bring in clients that are it's more related to my business, which is greater income than just a sale of a book. Yeah. So let's say a nutritionist um, wanted to create a book on, let's say they have an interest in PCOS. Mm -hmm. So in the book, can they have things like call to action saying like, if you, if this sounds like you and you're looking for more support, you know, beyond the book, you know, here's details for my program, or Mm -hmm. what are you kind of saying in the book to lead them to that next step? Oh yeah, this is, you can do quite a few things. You can, in your bio, you can link to your website and consider a a Kindle book or a digital book. You can actually literally hyperlink that in your document. Mm -hmm. So when they're on the Kindle, they can hype, they can press on that link and go to your website. So I think I've, in my bio, I mentioned where they can find me in social media. They can find me in my website. They can find me on YouTube. Um, And then I, in, in relevant places, I've um, you know, recommended maybe some, some tools, some companies that I am affiliate with. So you can do, you can link to affiliate links that way, as long as you're being clear about it. And then you could also, um, recommend your program and say, Oh, I have more information on my program here, or this is what I do. And this is where you can find more information and just give them the website link. Oh, wow. I love that so much. Um, so let's say, again, somebody is working with uh, PCOS clients, and they might say, like, normally when I work with clients, I recommend these supplements. So they could, like, hyperlink, you know, each supplement they're recommending in the in the ebook or in the self-published book to maybe, like, a supplement dispensary where mm-hmm. they're maybe getting a commission or the person reading is getting a discount. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. And I think, I think the requirements are as long as you're indicating just like on a blog that it's an affiliate link or it's, you know, an ad that you might be getting revenue from it. I think as long as you had those disclosures, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So I have like all of these thoughts and ideas now that I'm <laughs> curious about because it seems very advantageous and just like a smart business move to get yourself out there in a way that's not just on social media or, you know, working with algorithms, you know, something that's a bit more, um, I guess, foundational for your business that can be uh, long living, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess, 
I guess before I ask the the questions about like um, different things you could create, um, is there a lifespan of the book on Amazon? Like, are you only allowed to keep it up there for a certain amount of time? Are you paying yearly fees? Like, how is that working? Well, the good thing is that there's no expiration date not that I've ever seen ever, um, indicated anywhere. And believe it or not, you're just going to love this. It doesn't cost anything to host it on Amazon, to, to, to upload it. Now, as far as sales and commissions go, you can decide your commission structure. Um, there's a couple of different things that you you can choose from. And you can choose a larger commission. And it just, there are certain like restrictions that go with each one. Um, but it, it doesn't cost anything to actually self-publish on the platform itself or to host it there, not like a, hosting a website. Wow. I'm actually really surprised. But they're, the, Amazon's making money by getting a commission off every sale that you make. That's right. Yeah. I think there's um, certain okay. splits like 70-30 and some other ones where, where you actually get the most of it yourself as the author. So it's really cool. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a really interesting thing to potentially bring in your business and, and see if it works. Um, so my other question was then, you know, uh, would it, would it be like worthwhile for someone to take maybe like a small ebook they've already created and just expand on that? Like, let's say they've created a freebie or an opt-in for their audience. Um, again, let's say using the PCOS example, maybe it's like the top like 10 foods and lifestyle practices for PCOS, maybe it's, you know, a five to 10 page um, ebook, can they take that and just expand on it? And that would be like a good enough kind of like book to self publish? I think you could be um, almost the sky's the limit as far as your ideas go, because you you can have something that's as small as a protocol or as large as a multi volume book. And all of that's eligible to be self-published on Amazon. So you, you know, it's more about driving the traffic there initially to get it popular, getting those reviews. So it starts to pull up in more Amazon searches as a relevant, exciting thing that people want. And then it might start to pop up in more searches, but uh, yeah, you could really, it could be anything that you want to write about. Yeah, super interesting. I love that sky's the limit with it. It's it's a very liberating idea to be like using your either material you've already created or taking your ideas and and putting them in a format that, you know, could potentially bring in that um, passive income or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, supplemental income throughout the month. I, I really love that idea. Um, have there been any more benefits that you've seen to your business since self-publishing, like any things that have popped up or opportunities that have come up? I think people get really excited when they see that you've published a book. Like they think, wow, first of all, I'm going to take you a little bit more seriously because you just did this really big thing. Because I think the act of writing a book, you know, conveys the sense of commitment and authority and expertise, you know, so people start to see you in a different light as, you know, a published author, whether you're self-published or, you know, using a publishing company, it's exciting. And then to have a physical product, especially if you have something that's, that you could, have a physical product. This is something I did um, a few years ago. I went to my alma mater in North Carolina at Meredith College, and I did a book signing at one of our uh, mm-hmm. uh, our gatherings for you know the graduates. And it was just what a cool feeling to feel like I graduated from this institution, and now there's a poster next to me with my name on it, and here I am signing books <laughs> for people. Like how cool was that? You know, 
And, that is uh, really cool. Yeah, I think people look at you and they're like, oh, maybe she would do a speaking engagement, you know, or maybe she would do um, talk to our group. Or so I think you maybe get more opportunities professionally. Just I don't know. That's a thought. I, I don't have a scientific proof on it, but it seems that way. Yeah. And that makes sense. That would happen. And I think you're right that there is a sense of professionalism um, that comes with, you know, writing a book. So when you self-publish on, this might be a silly question, but um, when you self-publish on Amazon, like you're, you can say you're a published author. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I know. Kind of silly question, but I think some people would hesitate like, oh, am I allowed to say that if I am the one who published myself versus, you know, being like contacted by a publisher and it being like, you know, quote unquote, like a legitimate thing. But I think what we're really saying here, what you're saying is, you know, self-publishing or being published by a publishing company, like it's all the same, like it's still the same, um, you know, for lack of better words, like it's still the same requirement um, and you still get the same potential benefits. It just depends maybe uh, when you're self-publishing, how you as a person publishing are going to take it to the next level versus with the publisher, the different um, potential opportunities you might have because they are the ones putting those opportunities in front of you. Yeah. And I think too, there, you know, because you can write anything you want and you don't even have to have anybody proofread it. You could upload any document you wanted to, I, there might be some folks that feel differently about that. You know, what you were just saying, as far as, are you producing the same value as a self-published author or, or, you know, maybe you're valued more because a publishing company saw the value in what you were writing. But I think once someone actually reads what you wrote and then they get to decide if it has value. But I think mm-hmm. I, I answered that mm-hmm. question for myself, seeing continued sales, seeing you know, four or five star reviews, seeing, seeing sales go up year after year, I think I answers my question for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that was not at all to devalue self-publishing. I think it's a great model. I think it's just people's perception of, you know, thinking they need to do it one way only. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, the gold star way of doing it. And it, there's so many different ways to approach, you know, if you want to be a writer or if you want to have a book, like there's different ways to do that. And, you know, to go on your point with, um, how you said, you know, you see the sales coming in, you see the reviews, you know, when it comes to sales, I've had somebody on before, um, who, uh, actually had a book published. So, you know, kind of the different perspective here. Mm-hmm. And I believe she had mentioned that, you know, you're not really pocketing a ton of money when you write a book and it's published. It's more about the exposure. It's not necessarily for the financials. So maybe there is a benefit to Mm self-publishing and being able to retain a lot of that money that's coming in. I'm assuming, like, do you have any, other than the commission to Amazon or the the fees to Amazon, are you paying out of pocket any of that money that's coming in? Um, What do you mean by that? Like paying out of pocket? Oh, so let's say, so how much is your book? For example, um, the ebook is nine ninety nine, and the published book I think is twenty two ninety nine. Okay, so what I'm curious is on the nine ninety nine book, you know, Amazon takes their um, commission or their fee for you having hosted it there, and then um, I'm just going to assume, let's just say it's like seven ninety nine is left over. Is that just money in your mm. pocket, or are you having to spread that money somewhere else? Maybe other than like you know, taxes or something like that, are you making that full profit? Oh yeah. So you do make a full profit. And I believe with Amazon and I have other, uh, affiliate links with Amazon. So they do, when you are partnered with Amazon, they will 
give you a tax document at the end of the year. So I believe my book royalties are included in that. So you do pay taxes on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's interesting. I think, again, just another potential reason of self-publishing if, you know, you're looking at this more as a uh, potential income opportunity, right? Versus just for the, um, just for the like opportunities it might bring, right? Like if Mm -hmm. the financials is important, then Mm self-publishing might be the route to go. So Mm -hmm. yeah, lots of different ways to look at this and different um, perspectives to take. And I think you shared so many tangible ways. Thank you. You, you really did talk us through like exactly how to to create the book, set it up, different resources for them to um, use like Fiverr and then, you know, really helping think about the next steps of how to promote it and um, different opportunities that could come with that. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing. I think that that's a lot for everybody to um, take on and listen to and hopefully take some action on. I'd love to see some people take action on this, try this out, Um, maybe just give it a go, use it as a testing Um, mode to see if you know this works for you or not um but in the meantime why don't you tell us where people can find you where they can find the book anything else you want to promote right now sure well it's on amazon it's called nutritionist in private practice lessons i learned from my first year in business and i think it probably had the success that it did because there wasn't really any other books out like that at the time and not in the same memoir style, you know, just a real honest Mm. description of what my experience was like. And then my website is amyhagerrdn.com. And I like to help dietitians with private practice. I also have my own practice. I do a telehealth practice from home and I love to be a resource for RDs that are considering starting a practice or you know, looking for that mentor. (laughs) I also have a YouTube channel based on my nutrition business called Amy Hager RDN as well. And I give a lot of tips there. Perfect. So many resources. And I think you and I are in the same camp where, you know, we kind of, it sounds like you were in the same camp where, you know, we kind of struggled through that first year, first couple of years and didn't want others to have to do the same. So, you know, to be able to give back and for you to do that mentorship uh, for new dietitians is so helpful and so needed. Um, So yeah, thank Thank you for sharing that. I'll make sure to put all of your links in the show notes and link right to the book, which hopefully some people will go and grab after this. And yeah, thank you again for coming. This has been such a great conversation. I personally learned a lot. I might actually try the self-publishing. So I'll have to let you know, Amy, um, tell you how easy it was for me to do. So thank you again so, so much. And um, here the wheels turning. Yeah, they are. They're definitely turning. So, but you know, there's always shiny object syndrome when it comes to business. So I might have to put this on the back burner for a bit, but I think it definitely is um, something to try out. So thank you for sharing. Sure. Yeah. Let it marinate. And if anyone's interested in connecting on social media, I'm on LinkedIn so they can find me there. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'll make sure to link that all for everyone. And thank you again for coming. All right, Stephanie, my pleasure. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.